All right. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, everybody. We are back again with a another fantastic uh, presentation, as I'm sure it will be decoding the Bible with our great friend here, Micah Dank. Brother, how are you? Thank you again for coming back on. I'm good, man. Thanks for bringing on a special guest. Awesome. Yes. For those that uh, may not see, we have Riel here with us. Riel, um, if you want to say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yep. Um, I love Micah's work and I'm stoked to get uh, firsthand uh, visual of, of his, of his stuff. Fantastic. Well, today I believe we'll be doing the book of Psalms and, uh, Micah, uh, you can share the screen brother and the floor is yours. Okay. All right, let's do this. So can I confirm that you guys could see this? Yes. What about you, Riel? Yep. Yep. You good? Okay. We're going to start with the 12 signs that I always do because I have to give you the preface so you can understand how I'm decoding this. Okay. <clears throat> the first sign I talk about is Aquarius, okay? Now, the first sign in the Zodiac is actually Aries. It starts the year. However, I talk about Aquarius first because it's like January. That's the beginning of our year. Um, also, it's the first of the first two water signs. Now, Aquarius is an air sign. It's not technically a water sign, but because there's water in the picture that you can see, it can be used to describe water, So, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. So whenever you hear son of man, man, baptism, because this is how you baptize someone, Water pitcher, fountain stream, river, pond, lake, creek, any bodies of water, they're talking about Aquarius. And as far as the water goes, the same goes for Pisces. Pisces actually being a mutable water sign, uh, it applies there too. You just have to figure out which one they're talking about, and you usually can, uh, based on cross signs and uh, neighboring signs. Now, Aries is the ram, and in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or the passing over of the sun over the equator. That's astrotheology. In Judaism, the Passover is the angel of death passing over the households. And anyone that doesn't have the lamb or the ram, Aries, the ram, the ram's blood, because the Jews are the people of Aries, anybody that doesn't have that on their doorpost, the angel kills their firstborn son. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. So you have three separate meanings, but at the end of it, it's all talking about astrotheology. So whenever you hear ram, lamb, shepherd, or ram's horn, they're talking about Aries. Then Taurus is the bull. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, or cow, they're talking about Taurus, cow being the female bull. Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. It's another Greek story, just like Aquarius is the Greek story of Zeus and the young boy. Whenever you hear twins or brothers, they're talking about Gemini. Cancer is the crab, and it's the sideways moving creature. So just as the sun rises a degree on its axis starting on December 25th, it stops on June 21st. Then for three days, it rises to the same degree, hence moving sideways. And then on June 25th, it lowers a degree. And it lowers a degree every single day till it hits December 21st, the winter solstice. Then it moves sideways for three days. Then it comes back to life on December 25th. The crab in the ancient Egyptian times was known as the scarab. So whenever you hear crab or beetle, you're talking about cancer. The Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So whenever you hear lion, lioness, or cub, you're talking about Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before when you said you plant in Taurus? Well, you plant in Taurus and the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, 
grainy things, things that you harvest. Harvesting is in Virgo, which is uh, August, September. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. Okay, the Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. Now, Libra being the justice, the judgment, the judge. Okay, it's completely obvious why eight days after the Jewish New Year, you have something called Yom Kippur for the Jews, which is the day of judgment, where they go to temple and they don't eat and drink all day. And they pray to God that God's going to keep them in the book of life for the next year. That's what they do. So Libra is also wine season which is when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you could press the wine here. So whenever you hear law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court, wine, vineyard, wine, press, grapes, you're talking about Libra. Libra is also olive oil season. You press the olives. Okay, so whenever you hear olives or oil, you're talking about Libra. Scorpio is the scorpion. He's the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like two lips. That's why the mafia has the kiss of death. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. So the sun is judged in Libra and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And incidentally, this is not to say Scorpios are evil. Okay, this is just astrotheology. This is the mythology behind it. So people who are Scorpios, yes, the women tend to be uh, women Scorpios and women Taurus, uh, which are opposing signs, by the way. They tend to be very, um, what's the word? Uh, strong personalities, okay? But it has nothing to do with that. Um, Scorpio is the betrayer because of this. And the reason he's the betrayer is because the sun is judged in Libra and then it's betrayed in Scorpio. So what happens is it drops under the, um, the fall equinox in Libra. It's judged and it started to being sentenced to death. Then it's betrayed in Scorpio. It's starting to get colder. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. This is where the sun dies. Why? Because on December 21st, the sun is at its lowest point. It cannot rise any lower. December 21st is the last day of Sagittarius. It's dead. It's the dead of winter. It remains at the lowest level for three days, which is why Jesus was dead for three days. When on December 25th, or the birth of God's son, the light of the world, the only begotten sun, it rises another degree and starts to make its way back up to the top. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, or horseman, you're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally, Capricorn is the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. Now, if you look at the zodiac wheel on the right, Capricorn's at the bottom. If you imagine the sun walking a degree along the wheel every day until it hits its high point in Cancer, okay, that's where it starts to climb. And that's in Capricorn. If you've ever seen a mountain goat climb before, uh, the mountain goats climb the mountains. So those are the 12 signs. Riel or Dave, do you, uh, you want to jump in? you have any questions? On my end, as you know, per usual, no, sir. I'm not sure, Riel, if... Uh... I'm following along. Uh, yeah, I've taken notes on all the other presentations as well. Just a side note, uh, what you said about Scorpio, my sister's a Scorpio, and I can vouch for what you're saying there. Yeah, they're very strong personalities. Um, the equivalent in men would... And I don't go into birth charts or any of that, but the equivalent of men would be like a male Aries. Aries for men, because they're ruled by Mars, the god of war, they're very strong. Uh, men Libra, who I am, we're ruled by the, the, we're ruled by Venus, who's the goddess of love. Okay. So we tend to be very peaceful. I do actually want to go back, uh, when you said, uh, with the, the cancer crab beetle moving sideways for three days, yeah. which, uh, part of the season was that for? That's the summer. That's the death summer. of summer. Okay. Right. That's the, that's the, uh, summer solstice. 
Gotcha. That's the longest day of the year, the shortest night of the year. And it does that for three days. Okay. All right. So let's just jump right into the book of uh, Psalms. Okay. But his delight is in the law of the, of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in its seasons. The wicked are not so, but they are like chafe, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Now, these are all in order. This is two, Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. The law is Libra. The streams of water are Pisces. The chafe is the wheat stalk in the sign of Virgo. You know, the chafe of the wheat, right? Okay, Pisces and Virgo are opposing signs. So there's, there's how you know they're talking about Pisces and not Aquarius when they reference the water because it fits a pattern. And the judgment is in Libra once more. Psalm 4, but you have put, you have put gladness in my heart more, that, more than when their grain and new wine abound. Well, the grain is Virgo and the wine is Libra. Those are connecting signs in the Zodiac. So in the first two, two Psalms that I do, we have connecting signs and we have opposing signs. Like I told you, these are patterns that you find. Psalm 7, God is a righteous judge and a God who has indignation every day. If a man does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and made it ready. So the judge is Libra. The sword and the bow are Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. You will see many passages with the sword and the bow together. And at one point, I just say, this is the last one uh, I'm talking about because it's just so prevalent that they connect them together. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you ordained, what is man that you take thought of him? and the son of man that you care for him, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea. So they're openly talking about the stars and the moon. The man and the son of man is Aquarius. The sheep are Aries and the oxen are Taurus and the fish are, of the sea are Pisces. Aries and Taurus are connecting signs. Pisces and Aries and Aquarius and Pisces are connecting signs. There's just talking patterns here. But the Lord abides forever. He has established his throne for judgment. Well, we know judgment is Libra. We, we know, we've already established judge, judgment, judging. And he will judge the world to righteousness. He will execute judgment for the people with equity. So this is passage is just talking about Libra. For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready for their arrow upon the string to shoot in the darkness in the upright heart. Well, we know the bow and the arrow is Sagittarius, the man with the bow and the arrow that shoots the sun effectively killing it on December 21st. Now the darkness is because it's now winter and the longest night of the year. So darkness rules. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the sons of men. Do all the workers of wickedness do not know who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord. The sons of men are Aquarius and the bread are Virgo. Now, if you connect the Pisces Aquarius firmament and the Leo Virgo firmament, so they connect their opposing signs. So there's ways that you could bend the Zodiac too. Um, because if you're at a firmament, it could talk about Pisces or Aquarius or depending on what sign you use. Okay, the firmament is the dividing lines that keep one house in order from another. It's not a, or it's not a flat dome over an earth. That's not what the firmament is. In the Bible, it says, uh, in Genesis, it says the firmament shows God's handiwork. And that's what it is. It keeps one sign neatly into another. He is like the lion that is eager to tear and is a young lion lurking in hiding places. They're just talking about Leo, the lion. Psalm 18, the Lord also thundered in the heavens. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. Then the channels of water appeared. 
So the Hebrew word for thunder translates to voices. The ancient Jews would hear thunder and thought God was talking to them. It's the same thing that the Greeks did. The Greeks did the same exact thing with Zeus. They thought it was him with the thunderbolt. Okay. Sometimes when I talk to people, I feel like I'm in ancient Greece trying to explain to them that Zeus is a metaphor when we're talking about Jesus. You know, the arrows are Sagittarius and the channels of water are Aquarius. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the drippings of the honeycomb. So the judgment is labor. We can keep going over this over and over again. The gold is the sun, which is sweeter than honey. In the sign Cancer, there's a group of stars called the beehive cluster, which is where the honey comes from. For you will make them turn their back. You will aim with your bowstrings at their faces. Bowstrings, Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta wonder why they're only talking about the same exact animals over and over and over again. Why they're only talking about a sword or a bow over and over again. There's plenty of a rock. Of, there's plenty of weapons that they could use, but it's constant referring to this. A spear, a spear, so many different things. Yeah. There's millions of different animals they could speak of. There's millions of different weapons they could talk about, but it's the same shit over and over again. So, Micah, I do have a question. Uh, like, when we're saying they, like, do we know, like, who are the people that are actually writing this material and who it's directed to? No, we don't. But I can tell you this much right now. The Bible is neither literal nor is it original. Right. Okay, I've done previous podcasts where I've shown you guys that like the Ten Commandments is ripped from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, mm. that Abraham is a combination of two words in Hebrew, Abba and Ram, Father Ram, Ram being people of Aries, the Jews, Abraham's right. the father of them. Um, the Elohim are the planets. Nothing is new there. Uh, when you say the word Amen, that goes back to Amen-Ra in the Egyptian times. And then um, Ra itself is such a deep dive into like the Egyptian sun god and Oh, yeah, everything raw is raw. Everything is still, everything is Isis Ra L. Yeah, everything is, everything goes back and back and back. In fact, we're going to get to the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh one day. That's the Sumerian flood story. Okay, that's the Sumerian great story. Okay, that's all astro theology too. Okay, and that's where the flood story comes from. Um, The Greeks had a flood story too. It has to do, it's the story of Aquarius. Did I go over that with you guys yet? Do you remember that? I believe you did. I believe in the okay. second. Ep- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate um, that. No problem. No. So it's all, it, it literally is all the same. They're, they all revert back to previous religions, previous studies, previous everything. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a ravening and roaring lion. My only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen. See, it's the same animals. It's the same animals. The bulls are Taurus. The lion is Leo. The dog is Sirius, the dog star. The lion is Leo and the oxen are Taurus. Okay? Now, why is it always the same animals? It has to be something. Now, this is the thing when people talk to you and they go, well, you're translating it from Hebrew to, to this, to this, and then all the way it makes its way to English. 
Yeah, if you take the Bible literally and you're trying to get word for word so that you can, I'll give you an example. In the in the Hebrew, uh, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, it says, thou shalt not murder. In the New Testament, the King James Testament, it says, thou shalt not kill. Those are very different things. You can kill an animal. Murder, reply, res, murder has to do with humanity, okay? So when you're talking about a perfect translation so that you can get to the root and heart of things, that would apply if you're talking about uh, literal translations so that you can literally take it as literal translation as the word of God. However, you can clean, cleanly see here how it is translated just fine for astrotheology over the years. They openly talk about this. So they get their animals right. They get their star stars right. Their metaphors right. Things translate perfectly. It's only when you believe that the Bible is to be taken literally that words matter and you have to get the proper definitions. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. So the shepherd is the sheep, which is in Aries. When the son, Jesus Christ, is in Aries, he's called the lamb of God or the good shepherd. Okay. The quiet waters are Pisces. Those are connecting signs. Okay. So another pattern that you see here. So not only is it the same exact animals over and over again, but they make patterns in the Zodiac. And, the voice and, uh, Micah, could you give uh, like a, maybe a visual of what is an example of a connecting sign? Like when you have the, the 12 Zodiacs together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Because I assume opposing is like one, like an ascendant sign, descendant sign. Yeah, They're just right. on opposite okay, ends. So you, you see this, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and do this. Fuck. It's not moving. Hold on. There we go. No, 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 no. Good, no, good, no, good. Okay, there we go. Okay. Now, pick a sign. Just a random sign. Pisces. Pisces. It's connecting signs would be Aquarius and Aries. You see how they're right next to each right next to them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now follow Pisces across. Its cross sign would be Virgo. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's what I mean when I say connecting signs. Mm. Okay. okay. Let's 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 use mine, which is Libra. My connecting signs are Virgo and Scorpio. Right. My cross sign from Libra is Aries. Gotcha. So whenever you're talking about if I were to make a if I were to make a biblical passage, right? <clears throat> I could say the betrayer was judged. Okay, Scorpio is the betrayer and Libra is the judge. Those are connecting signs. Mm. I could say, I could say, uh, let's see here. Um, there's judgment at the time of the harvest or something. Well, that connects Libra and Virgo. Okay. Now, if I say um, the judgment of the shepherd or something, that's Libra and Aries. Also, you could take it a little further because there's things like ruling planets and connecting signs and stuff. If I were to say um, they were separated between uh, war and love, okay, that would Venus be Venus and Aries. Exactly. Venus is Libra's ruling planet and Aries ruling planet is Mars, the god of war. Okay, so this is how they build these stories. Okay, they wow. use the zodiac wheel, right? That's how they do it. Now we were at 27. And then just a little, so this almost seems like it's like a fall, farmer's almanac. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly gotcha. what it is. You know, <laughs> okay, okay. You want to know why? You're probably asking why they did this. It's because this is the survival information. I'm looking at my computer right now. It says it's February 6th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know it's going to be cold outside. 
I have meteorologists that tell me if there's going to be a blizzard tomorrow. You know, I know how long the sun's going to be out. The ancients didn't have that. They had sundials. Okay. And they had dream interpreters. They didn't have, they didn't have meteorology back then. If you didn't plant in Taurus, you were fucked. You were not going to eat in Virgo and Libra. Okay. You were not going to do that. Okay. Now we have supermarkets. So all this stuff has been lost to people. Okay. But this is how they basically did it. And they encoded the history and the information of the Zodiac. So that if you knew how to read this, you know, Jesus says for people who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Well, if you understand it this way, you'll be able to see that um, how this all works out. You know, it outlines the Zodiac perfectly. And so culture to culture, they're passing this information down as like a survival guide. It's the That's, same story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Story. Ooh, I got chills because you fight like you helped me just like, OK, I think I get it. Yeah, this is starting the, this to. Is the, this is the important thing because, real, think about it. If if there was a world war with Russia, okay, or something, and everything was blown to bits, it was just like just like the 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 uh, the nuclear attack on Mars that killed everything, okay. If it was like that, um, then what you'd be dealing with is what would you have to do? You'd have to hunt. You would have to learn how to rebuild society, medicine. You'd have to know which plants to eat which ones would kill you, which berries would kill you, which ones would make you trip balls. You'd have to relearn all that stuff, right? God would be so low on that list. Survival would take place, okay? God is actually a privilege of the wealthy. That's really what God is, okay? Um, now, I have my own views on God, you know, all good. But basically, the people who wrote the Bible, this is, this is just taken from other things, and this is the history of it, okay? Because at the time this was written, they only had so much information, okay? So you had to know the bull in the skies, you plow. The lady with the weed stalk, oh, the virgins better go get the weed. Gotcha, yeah, thank you, thank you. I love when people have an aha moment. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think Let's that in, in our community, yeah, the content that Dave Dave presents and the guests that Dave brings on, we're, we're bringing a lot of, I don't want to use the term enlightenment, but it's like just eureka, aha moments of, of yeah. putting the pieces together, especially as a community. Have you guys worked with Grimerica? No. I, I've listened to them, but I haven't worked with them, no. I'd, They're Canada, too. I'd be open to it. Yeah. I'll and see on. if I can hook you guys up. Um, so Psalm 29, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. So we know right there, it's a water sign and I use water sign loosely. Please do not put in the chat comments that I'm calling Aquarius a water sign. We've been over this already. So the glory of God thunders. The Lord is over many waters. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a wild ox. Again, it's the same animals. It's the same animals. The waters are Aquarius and Pisces. The Lord is over many waters. There's more than one. Pisces and Aquarius both represent water. Now the calf are the wild ox and Taurus is the bull. Draw also the spear and the battle axe to meet those who pursue me. Let them be like chafe before the wind. I went about as though it were my friend or brother. Rescue my souls from their ravages, my only life from the lions. The spear is Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. The chafe is Virgo, the wheat stalk. Okay, I think everybody knows that, that the wheat has chafe on it. The brother is Gemini, the brothers, and the lion is Leo. 
Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like a great deep. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house, and you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For you, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see life, light. Judgment is Libra. The river is Pisces, fish in the water. The fountain is Aquarius. It's literally a man with a water pitcher. Those are half of the fountains that are made. You know, have you ever seen somebody with a sculpture of a fountain? It's a man pouring the water pitcher out. That's what it is. Or it's a woman half naked like this, you know, with, with a cup that's pouring it out. Or oftentimes also a little boy like spouting water. That goes back to Aquarius. That goes back to the story of the 14-year-old boy who was brought up to heaven by Zeus, who fed the gods with ambrosia, got fed up with it, poured it over the side of heaven, and flooded the earth. Now, the fountain is Aquarius. Those are connecting signs. The light is the lights of the stars. The wicked have drawn their sword and bent the bow. Again, the example of the sword and the bow. Their sword will enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. That's just Sagittarius. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and your majesty. Your arrows are sharp. The people fall under you. Your arrows are in the heart of the king's enemies. Again, the sword and the arrows. Both mean Sagittarius, so does the spear. No man can by any means redeem his brother. Brothers are Gemini. And the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is a judge. I shall take no young bull out of your house, nor male goats out of your fold. Again, the same animals. Shall I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of male goats? The judge is Libra, the bull is Taurus, the goats are Capricorn. Sorry, was there a, a slide a couple slides ago that mentioned ambrosia? No, 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 no. I was just oh. retelling a story. Oh, okay. Got you. Okay. I was just retelling the story of Aquarius that I previously told. I just kind of summed it up real quick. Okay. Because I just wanted to bring up very quickly, Riel brought this up to me uh, for the audience listening. Uh, Banco Ambrosia is the name of that bank that was under extreme scandal uh, in, and investigations and all that pertaining to the mob, money laundering, and, and um, uh, basically a handful of very shady, you know, chronovisor investments and all of that. Just wanted to put that in there, but please carry on. They all are. HSBC ran ran uh, drug money for the Afghans. They all they're all Chase Bank manipulated the value of silver. It's just amazing that the name that they specifically chose the name of their bank Ambrosia. Right. Right. Well, it goes without purpose. It goes without saying. Now, Riel, the Egyptians were the people of Taurus. You could see plenty of bulls with the sun between their horns to show you they worship the bull of Taurus. The Jews are the people of Aries, the ram. That's why they blow the ram's horn during the high holidays. Okay. Both the Egyptians and the Jews started to fade after their time. Okay. The Christians are the people of Pisces, the two fish. That's why Jesus feeds the masses with the two fish. Okay. We're in the age of Aquarius right now. You see all the, all the hatred and the animosity going towards the Catholic church and, and the Christians right now. Okay. Wow. It's, it's being done on purpose because their time is up. Now, if you were also look at it, they're talking about um, the one world religion that's being started, okay? Right on time. It's Aquarius. Yeah. They're, oh, wow. they're ruled by the stars. And that's what my books talk about. They talk about how people rule the stars. People are ruled by the stars for good and for evil. And that ties into perfectly with, you know, hearing about Werner von Braun saying that there's this 80-year plan and the third step of this plan is to create a 
an invasion for something, some threat from space to unite the planets to basically create a one world government so that we can eventually become, uh, you know, an interstellar species. And yep. okay, yeah. Mm. Yep. So what would you say would be the representation of, I mean, is, could you speculate as to what like the symbols would be of this religion that's going to be replacing yeah, absolutely. Catholicism? Absolutely. It's, um, it's uh, Aquarius. It's a sign of the man. Okay, so we know that we know that in Aquarius, people are going to evolve spiritually. We know this is going to happen. We know that the elites know this. They're making their last stand. But it's the sign of man. It's a sign of making man better. So it's transhumanism. I just typed that into the chat today privately. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, also, yeah. do you know what the biblical passage on Werner von Braun's tombstone is? He only has one. It's, uh, oh, I have seen it. It's, it's from Psalms, isn't it? um 191 i forget if it's psalms mm -hmm. he talks about the head the firmament yeah 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 and it's like what well, yeah exactly oh when you uh the first time uh, i listened to your presentation when you explained that the firmament in your work is a uh the dividing line between between right. astrological science that was another light bulb it's like oh that makes sense because i have explored so many different cosmologies and thinking oh there's a dome in front of like on top of us like maybe but what you're saying there's makes no like the most sense there's no dome there's no dome there's no dome um there's no dome his words were softer than oil yet they were drawn swords oil is libra remember the olives olives you press olives in libra the swords are sagittarius my soul is among lions, that's Leo. I must lie among those who breathe forth fire. The fire is the sun. Even the sons of men, the sons of men are Aquarius, whose teeth are spears, the spears and arrows, and their tongue sharp sword. Those are all Sagittarius. Oh, incidentally, Leo and Aquarius are opposing signs. I didn't write that in there, but I just noticed. They have venom like the venom of a serpent. O oh God, shatter their teeth in their mouth. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O oh Lord. Let them flow away like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be as headless shafts. The serpent is Ophiuchus, the serpent bearer. Now, Ophiuchus being the 13th sign, that's in sidereal astrology. And I believe Vedic astrology too. That is not what these books were written. What I teach is something called tropical astrology, which is just the 12 signs. When you add Ophiuchus as the 13th sign, now in Ptolemy's constellations 48 constellations that he wrote in 150 ad where he named the constellations they knew we know there's 88 now but they knew a 48 back then ophiuchus was one of them okay but it wasn't the 13th sign when you add ophiuchus is the 13th sign it shortens scorpio to six days makes virgo a month and a half the cross that you make when you connect the solstices and the equinox doesn't go there and most of this stuff doesn't attach too. most of these patterns okay don't work with um, sidereal astrology. Okay. Even though they knew about it back then, this was all done with tropical astrology. So I feel like I have to get that out there. Now the serpent is Ophiuchus, the serpent bearer, and the lions are Leo. The water that runs off is Aquarius and the arrows are Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. Now Aquarius and Leo, again, are opposing signs. Psalm 60, you have given us wine to drink that makes us stagger. Wine is in Libra. <laughs> 65. And so uh, Ophiuchus is the symbolically is the serpent. It's the serpent bearer. It's a man holding a serpent in a serpent box. bearer. Okay. Now, do you think that that could relate to like the Garden of Eden 
with the serpent giving the possible. Like, it's okay. possible. They, it's possible. They could it's possible they could have done that. But there's another serpent too. It's called the constellation Hydra, which is the sea serpent. So you have to kind of differentiate things. There's two uh, eagles too. Scorpio evolves into the eagle in astrology. Okay, but there's also uh, a squir- uh, an eagle star called Aquila, or a constellation, which means eagle. Okay, so you visit the earth, cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare their grain for this. You prepare the earth. I didn't write anything here, but the stream of God is full of water. That's Aquarius. You pre- I'm sorry, that's Pisces. You prepare their grain for this. You prepare the earth. The grain is Virgo. Pisces and Virgo, those are opposing signs. And is there a reason why a lot of the words like the your and you are, are capitalized? Is that like a deliberate uh, making them pronouns? Or is that just like the way that, that it happened? Like uh, you prepare their grain for this, you uh, just, it makes it seem like it's almost like uh, referencing to like, I, I like can't God say why. I can't say why, but at least from my personal upbringing, it was always like that in every Bible I ever opened. Right, because they 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 want they want they want to talk to you directly. Mm. Okay, I shall offer it to you burnt offerings of fat beasts with the smoke mm. of rams. I shall make an offering of bulls with male goats, rams, bulls, goats. We see this all the time. The rams are Aries, the bull is Taurus. Those are connecting signs. Okay, and the male goats are Capricorn. The goat. Psalm 68, when the Almighty scattered the kings there, it was snowing in Zalman, okay? People think about the Middle East right now as a hot desert, right? Yet they're obviously openly talking about snow. There was, not only was there different weather back then, but Saturn was also a lot closer to us, okay? We know that the ancient religions go back to Saturnalia worship, yet when you go to Google and you type in when was Saturn discovered, it tells you 1610 by Galileo. They're openly lying to you. They openly lie to you. Okay. This is the history. This is how you know what was going on. Okay. So remember I told you winter was coming. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For a cup in the hand of the Lord and the wine foams. The judge is Libra. The cup is the constellation crater. That's the name of the cup. And the wine is Libra. There he broke the flaming arrows, the shield and the sword, and the weapons of war. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse were cast into a deep sleep. You caused judgment to be heard from heaven. Sagittarius, no more mention of the sword and the arrows. Just know there are many verses about it. The rider and the horse is Sagittarius. The judgment is Libra. The sons of Ephraim were archers equipped with bows. Yet they turned their back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. So the bow and arrow is Sagittarius, the law is Libra. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them food from heaven. Man did eat the bread of angels. So the bread is Virgo. So the word manna means what's this? They would point to it on the ground. And you see this little white round thing on the ground. Okay. They would say, what's this? Manna. So they'd pick it up. They'd eat it. And they'd be able to talk to God. They're talking about being fed with hallucinogens. These are hallucinogenic mushrooms. This is what they're talking about. This is, there's, I mean, the burning bush. It's a hallucinogenic trip. They're constantly talking about hallucinogens in here. So potentially when Moses received the Ten Commandments from God, he was, he was tripping. 
Well, have you heard me talk about the Ten Commandments real quick? Um, I'm sure that if if it was in any of the first two videos, then yes. But please refresh so us. The Ten Command, the Ten Commandments. Okay, go back to the Egyptian Book of the Dead, chapter one twenty five. You could literally look it up. Okay, I gave you three examples, but you could literally look it up. They're there. Okay. Moses goes to the top to get the Ten Commandments. When he comes down, what does he see them worshiping? A golden calf, an idol, right? The Jews are the people of Aries. They're not the people of Taurus, okay? So either these Jews left Egypt and with nothing on their backs, they couldn't even let the bread rise. That's why they still celebrate with matzah to this day because the bread couldn't rise. They left with nothing. They're in the desert. They're starving 40 years, but they have all this gold to make a giant statue. They found welding equipment enabled in, in, in order to melt this down and put it together. Or it's a metaphor. The golden sun, the golden calf. It's the sun, which is gold, and the calf, which is Taurus. They were worshiping the age of Taurus, where Moses was getting the law to bring them into the age of Aries. Okay, they were worshiping the wrong time period. So he slams the, the tables down, the tablets down, breaking the law, being the first person to break the law. So that's where that comes from. And then um, that's pretty much it. So fire devoured his young men and his virgins had no wedding songs. His priest fell by the sword. He also chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From then care of the ewes with suckling lambs, he brought them. So the virgins are Virgo. The sword is Sagittarius, the sheep is Aries, and the lamb are Aries. You have fed them with the bread of tears. You removed the vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. Bread is Virgo, and the vine is the grapevine or wine. That's Libra. Virgo and Libra are connecting signs. But I would feed you with the finest of the wheat. And with the honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. The wheat is Virgo, and honey comes from the beehive cluster in Cancer. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you will trample. The lion is Leo, and the cobra serpent is Ophiuchus. But you have exalted my horn like that of, a wild, of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. The ox is Taurus, and the oil is Libra. Who satisfies your years with good things? so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. The judgment is Libra. Now, eagle can either be Aquila or the eagle or Scorpio, which evolves into the eagle, most likely Scorpio because Scorpio and Libra are connecting signs. So you have to do a little bit of homework in order to figure out which one they're actually referring to. But when you understand how to break these passages down, guys, it tells you the whole zodiac. It tells you the whole. It tells. It, it tells you all the key words, everything you need to know to break down any ancient text. He sent forth springs in their valleys. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and wine, which makes man's heart glad, so that he may make his face glisten with oil. The high mountains are for wild goats. He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the place of its setting. The young lions roar after its prey. The springs are Aquarius. The wild donkeys are Acellus borealis, which is in Cancer. Acellus borealis means donkey. The cattle is Taurus, the bull. The wine is Libra. The oil is Libra. The wild goats are Capricorn. The moon for the seasons and the sun know the place of its setting is openly talking about the sun and the moon. 
The lions roar after their prey or Leo. You see how many signs are in this one passage? I mean, how can you read it any other way? Like I've said, uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. At least that's just my personal view. But yeah, absolutely. Psalm 107, and sow fields and plant vineyards and gather a fruitful harvest. Also, he blessed them and they multiply greatly and he does not let their cattle decrease. The vineyards are, the vineyards are Libra and the cattle are Taurus. But he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment and it entered into his body like water and like oil into his bones. Well, the water is Aquarius and the oil is Libra. The mountains skip like rams, the hills like lambs. Who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a fountain of water? Rams are Aquarius, are Aries, the lambs are Aries, the fountain of water is Aquarius. Oh, how I love your law. Okay, so up here, it's not, Psalm 113 was the previous one. Up here, it's Mem, okay? It's the Hebrew alphabet. There's, so the Hebrew alphabet is Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, Bav, Zion, Chet, Tet, Yud, Kaf, Lamed Mem, there's Mem, Nun, Samach, Ayin, Pe, Tzadik, Kuf, Resh, Shin, Tof. So those are, that's the Hebrew alphabet, okay? This one is Mem, which translates to M. So, oh, how I love your law. How sweet are your words my to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Libra is law, and honey is the beehive cluster. So it's the, it's the English alphabet, or in Latin, it would be alpha beta. Or in Hebrew, it would be Aleph Bet. It's the same thing. It's just in different, it, it, it's A-B. It's just in different. Uh... So it is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of pained labors, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So the bread is Virgo, the Aries and quiver are Sagittarius. Psalm 144. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Rescue me and deliver me out of the great waters. Who gives salvation to kings? Who rescues David and his servant from the evil sword? Let our cattle bear without mishaps and without loss. Without your loss. So arrows are Sagittarius. The great waters are Aquarius and Pisces. The sword is Sagittarius and the cattle is Taurus. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens which cry. He does not, finally, a new animal, okay? He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He does not take pleasure in the legs of a man. He makes peace in your borders. He satisfies you with the finest of the wheat. He gives snow like wool. The ravens are the constellation Corvus, which means raven. The horse is Sagittarius, the man is Aquarius. The wheat is Virgo, and the wool from the sheep is Aries. That's the book of Psalms, guys. Wow. Well, I that, that that was incredible. Thank you. Uh, Riel, did you have any uh, questions? Well, that, that presentation is amazing. Like I said, that there were some a uh, few uh, epiphany moments for me. Uh, really interesting. It's so cool to see these these terms. Um, one thing that was mentioned early on is uh, Leviathan. Um, and, 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 and so just before you explain what Leviathan means, Dave, that is the last name of the wife of Avi Loeb, who had a prearranged marriage to her. And Avi Loeb's real name is Abraham Loeb, who is from descendants of the Solomon Loeb and David Loeb. So it's, it's amazing to see all of these names presented here in this biblical text be the same 
be the same. Lydia. Oh my gosh. So why would her last name be Leviathan? What does that mean? I don't know why her last name would be Leviathan, but when they talk about Leviathan in the book of Job, he says, can you catch Leviathan with a fish hook? Or can you reel him in with a fish hook? Leviathan is the fish god. It goes back to Mithra. It goes, Leviathan's a fish. It goes back to Mithra. It goes back to Dagon. Okay, you see the Pope wearing the mitre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever turn it sideways? It looks like a fish head. It's got an yes. eye on it everything too. Yes. Okay. Leviathan is just Pisces. The fish oh my gosh this is but I, I micah i cannot thank you enough because i can tell you right now as our audience will be listening to this this is going to be like a holy cow moment for a, a fair amount of them uh man i you, your your work is doing wonders in ways that i i would say you don't know but i'm sure you can probably figure out by now we've we're, we've been um in a good way taking your work that you've presented so graciously to us and have been incorporating it and even in the recent uh, public episode i just put out incorporating some of what you've said as well i mean oh, please. this listen i am not the bearer of this information like i'm just some dude that figured some stuff out <laughs> but you know yeah, you know I what gotta... man if a bunch of dudes and a bunch of gals figure uh, some stuff out and we all come together it makes for something hundred percent hundred percent I mean, I'll tell you this early on. The first thing I did was the book of Matthew. And you recently put that episode up. Right. And when I did that, it didn't occur to me that it would be all of these. So I did a Rex Bear's leak project. And he told me at one time, he's like, just check the Enuma Elish, see if there's anything in there. And then when I found it, it snowballed into all these additional things. So I'm seeing here, you've got the Gospel of Q. Uh, I don't remember seeing that last time you you had a presentation of books decoded. So the gospel, that, of Q, that's, the gospel okay. Of Q, what's that about? The Gospel of Q, and it's not Q, like you like like. Yeah, I, don't I know. Want to get involved because I don't want. I know. I don't wanna I know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to talk about Q. You know, I I honestly don't care one way or another if he's real. I don't, but yeah. um, I truly don't. Um, the Gospel of Q has to do with the original document that the four Gospels came from. It's the oldest, it's the oldest, oldest gospel. And it has a lot of similar tropes that they took in the four gospels, but this is the original document that they found. The gospel of Q. Oh my gosh. Okay. So could we, could we possibly do that on next week's uh, thing? I mean, I, of course we'll let the, the audience, you know, comment what they'd like, but I think they'd be okay with gospel of Q. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's That's... not that long because remember, it's it's derived. It's older. Sure. 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 And I, I also am fascinated with uh, Melchizedek because from what I've looked into, that is a soul incarnation of Jesus. So I've been told by uh, like Jesus a of... calls himself a priest of Melchizedek in the book. Yeah. And so like, and John Velo Melchizedek, and when you get into the, you know, pretty far out there ideas of intergalactic species and incarnations, Melchizedek's well, are apparently Melchizedek, a whole lineage. Well, John Velo Melchizedek in his book, The Flower of Life, he doesn't, that's what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really say anything that's unknown. He talks about the Anunnaki and mining gold. It's nothing crazy. He just goes deep into sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then before before we wrap up, I was wondering because uh, mentions of uh, the mention of angels was earlier on, and um, are though are the angels represented uh, symbolically in all of this as well? I haven't gotten there, and I'm not. You know, I'm the first person to say if I don't know something, I don't know it. Yeah. I honestly have no clue. 
I'm, 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 I think they're beings from higher dimensions. Okay. Um, I do wonder if you, if you read Isaiah 45, seven, it says, I, the Lord create the light and the darkness. I create good. I create evil. I, the Lord do all these things. If you take that, um, and you apply it to the idea that there's benevolent beings and there's peaceful beings, um, it just depends, you know? I do think that there are uh, things looking out for us. Because mm. uh, I do wonder if you are familiar with uh, Pierre Sabac. Mm -mm. Okay, so that's, uh, that. I'm glad that you actually don't know because he is somebody that is exploring the etymology and the polyglottal symbolism of all of these ancient texts and it, uh, yeah, texts and cultures. And he right. is explaining who the angels are. And, you know, separately, I would love if we could get into his work. And I've actually been in touch with him about him coming onto the show in, uh, in the spring and his, yeah, it, it complements your work fantastically well. Okay. So let me leave this up one more second. So guys, hold on. Okay, so these are the rest, okay? And we haven't done any that are not biblically related. So but maybe to wrap up the biblical stuff, we do Gospel of Q and then head into the non-biblical stuff. According well, to whatever the, leave it up the to fans you guys. Listen, I've got PowerPoints on all this stuff. Mm. I'll leave it up to you guys. You want to leave it up to the fans? You want to leave it up to the uh, the Patreons? You want to leave it up? You guys are curious. Whatever you guys want to do. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm game for the next one. That's super appreciated, man. Yeah, let's give it like usual a day or two. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with the gospel of Q and a couple other things. But again, let's see what the um, what the patrons say, because this will go on Patreon first right. um, uh, before going public. But yeah, I, I cannot... Uh, thank you again, man. Um, Riel, is there anything you wanted to, to say? Or Let me just go through these real quick. Of course. Yeah, this of course. is in my book series that I talk about. Aside from the fact that I talk about how astrology rules everything, okay? I talk about these topics, gematria, etymology, numerology, astronomy, astrology, astrotheology, out-of-body experiences, the Akashic records, symbology, remote viewing, religious secrets, capstones of the pyramids, mystery school channelers, near-death experiences, DMT monitoring, lucid dreaming, acoustic levitation, physics and quantum physics, psychotherapy, psychology, psychiatry too, spiritual guides and shared dreaming and crystal technology, conspiracies that not many people know about, corruption and secret societies. Now this is my first book in the series. I've had so many of you already reach out to me to get the book series. Just keep it coming, guys. Just keep reaching out to me. Get the signed book series. Real and Dave are going to do that very shortly. Um, right after this, actually. And if you want to, yeah, if you want to reach out to me into the rabbit hole at Gmail, into the rabbit hole series at gmail.com. And Dave, what do I always like to end on? Oh man, it, uh, let me see if I can remember it a little quiz. Let me quiz myself here. It's not that we're... Um, it's on the screen you want to read it uh fair sure uh micah's point once again is not that those ancient people told literal stories and we're now smart enough to take them symbolically but that they told them symbolically and we are now dumb enough to take them literally there we go i i have the concept in my head but i can't remember the exact words so roll that into your head because it's fact told literal stories and now we're smart enough to take them symbolically but that they told them symbolically and we're now yeah. dumb enough to take them literally. 
Yeah. Yep, that's so incredible. Let me just well, check one. Let me just check one thing real quick. I just stay on stay on with me, guys, for two seconds. I just want to check to see how long uh, how long Q is. Sure, no problem. If we have to maybe like combine it with something. All right, Q is. I'll keep it recording for the audience so they can get an idea. That's fine. Q is twenty six slides, so it's about it's about half an hour's worth. Cool. Um. We could probably do, let me see, Thomas, Mary, Magdalene, Melchizedek. Let me just check this one, because I know some of mine are, are smaller because they didn't have a lot. I guess while you're doing this, I do have a, a question about, are there um, animals and, and things that are mentioned in these texts that just don't have uh, like the metaphorical symbology? Or are the only things I haven't mentioned found. in these texts? I haven't found. I haven't okay. found real. Did you did you know that that um, there's not one single mention? Now you know how cats are revered in ancient Egyptians, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Revered. Mm -hmm. There's not yeah. one mention of cat in the Bible. Mm. Not but one. there is of a lion. <laughs> Big cats for sure. Right, right. Mm. Interesting. Like okay. They mention the they mention the leopard too, and you're like the leopard. You know, there's a constellation called Camelopardalis, which is a combination of two words: camelos, which means camel. And Pardalis, Pardalis means leopard, the camel I'm, leopard. In fact, the giraffe used to be called the camel leopard. I've heard that, yeah. I'm okay. going to go out on a limb here, and maybe this is not, not even close to being accurate, but the um, there's been, particularly in Australia for many, many years, there have been sightings of, of UFOs, obviously, but in the cases where people have been able to see inside the UFOs, according to Australian intelligence and declassified CIA documents, it's cat-faced humanoids in the craft. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But well, what's, that's, the what's the Sphinx? Mm. And that's really interesting with the, uh, when I, you're going into the, the paradigms of like 12 dimensions, 12 densities, 15 densities, uh, the Lyrans mm -hmm. are at the top of this cosmic hierarchy. So mm -hmm. in some like Alex Collier's work and the other people that Elena Danon, uh, she, she also does channelings. Um, mm -hmm. apparently the Lyrans are like the, the progenitors of, of human life who are cat humanoid, like humanoid felines. That's interesting. Yeah. The more you, the more you learn things. So when you look at things like, um, it's not, when you look at science and you look at something like DNA, right. And you look at chromosome two, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but real, maybe you haven't heard this yet. Chromosome two is 35% larger than the rest. And when there's a defect in it, you get like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and there's other syndromes that, that come about when, when there's a defect in chromosome two. But if you've ever looked at chromosome two, look at a picture of it, you know how DNA is horseshoed? Well, it's actually not one swooping horseshoe. It's actually a U and a U that's fused together in the middle. We were tinkered with. We were definitely tinkered with. Panspermia is such a better idea than literal creation. There could have been a creator God. There could be a creator God that literally created. But the fact that you just have to look at our closest ancestors. <gasps> You're right. Oh, that. Uh, oh, so that uh, the presentation of one of our community members shared with us, uh, Rena, in there, it says that the VW is like a, a W with a V in it. And it sounds like exactly what you just said about the, the DNA, that it's like a U inside yeah. of a U. 
also, I just wanted to say, uh, I see exactly what you're saying, Michael. Ultimately, we if we go back f- far enough, we can ultimately say, okay, who created us and who created them and yada, yada. But in terms of, say, you know, the last million years or something like this, I, I would, it seems to be, the evidence seems to suggest more and more, um, not even suggest, point to literally that we were tinkered with, give or take 70,000 years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, that's the, the timeline, I think. You just have to look at rhesus negative blood, too we were intermingled with too right you just have to look i'm i'm a negative i'm rhesus negative right you know, we we were definitely know. messed with we were definitely 100 100 and when you read again real june valo melchizedek's book and he starts talking about the anunnaki if you've never come across that mining gold and having a slave race you'd read it for the first time and be like this guy's out of his mind but like it makes more and more sense the more you learn more and more sense. It makes more sense than the stories that were taught in, in schools and all that. Yeah, you're like, not supposed to take these Bible literally. I mean, you're 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 a fool if you take the Bible literally. Are, are you familiar with uh, Dan Winter? I have, but I haven't gotten into his work. Right. So again, his his stuff complements what you're saying beautifully, and we've had him on the show a couple of times, and he goes into the ET parasitic history of Earth religions and who uh, who Anki and Enlil were, who the Anunnaki were, in in very you know, pretty significant detail from the perspective of an electrical engineer. So that's its whole, like, <laughs> scientific rabbit hole. But absolutely, you're right. Absolutely. So I just want to tell everyone that's listening, my my Twitter is yes. Real Mr. Dank. My Facebook and Instagram are Micah Dank. You, you guys have been great reaching out to me. More people have reached out to me from this particular podcast than any other podcast. And I've done about 275 podcasts in the last 20 months. So keep reaching out to me. Keep getting the book series. If you think that this stuff blows your mind, you got to get into the book series because I, I unearth all the hidden history. Now, I just got one question ET related to you guys that I've been meaning to ask you, Dave. Please, please. What did you, because that's not really my wheelhouse. What did you think of the movie Arrival? Oh, I think there's a lot of key elements in there that are, uh, that, that are true. Um, from the craft, from their to their languages, there's the symbolism. I thought the way that they've learned to communicate was so on point with how yeah. you would learn to communicate with someone else. Yes. Yep. And and uh, by the way, I was also I can thank you for asking that because it's so crazy you say that because just in the last couple of weeks I've been speaking with some people who have been saying that okay again this is take this as you will everybody but their sources have told them that the film Arrival is one of the most accurate with respects to actually apparently the screenwriters the, the script writers from Hollywood got the concept of the language f- fed to them from the CIA this is rumored not confirmed but their mm-hmm. symbols the way the craft arrived the way they perceive time all of that there and the way of establishing communication between humans and them apparently it is very accurate to uh, multiple species and that's a- actually a way in which it's happened in real uh, in real life in the past yeah it's a, it's a fantastic movie um Interesting what about that. What do you guys that- think of Corey? Oh. oh, this is this is this is interesting. Um, actually, if you want to know the truth, man, I think this would be a great conversation for our Zoom call tonight. Um, you think? Our 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 for our friends ask you some stuff. You ask us uh, our takes on some stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, let me show you guys something real quick. Sure. Do you want me to stop I'm gonna, recording? I'm gonna share or? my I'm gonna share my screen again. I just have to pull it up real quick. Do you want me to keep recording? Or you want me to call it? Yeah, keep recording. Keep sure, recording. sure. Cool. And keep like recording. from you bringing up that slide of all of the information that your your con your books go into, now mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like a whole it's like the flood is opened with 
questions and things to go instead of like, okay, you've done fantastic with your astral theological uh, breakdown, but now it's like, okay, how, how remote viewing, uh, crystal technology, how does all of that stuff apply? And that's where it's like, we can have so many conversations about this. So that's, that's amazing. And I, I did want to say with the arrival uh, in my uh, life, actually, I watched the movie at the same time that I had discovered Generation Z when oh. Dave had just done an episode about uh, odors, alien uh, body odors of extraterrestrials. And in that movie, there's a segment of this odor or like yes. this, this, the screen. And so my roommate at the time was just like, whoa, he, he watched an episode of Generation Z with me. And he was like, what the, how, that's, that's in the movie, The Arrival. Have you not seen it? And I was like, I've never heard of it. So he's like, buddy, we have to watch it because this guy's talking exactly about what's in the movie. Yeah. And then that's when I reached out to you, Dave, actually. Oh, wow. That... So what a, <laughs> oh, what a yes, question. This, yeah, sure. If you want to show uh, for, uh, to our audience, I think you showed me this off the record one time, but. This is Corey Good. He, so variant Omicron. Omicron Draconis is Draco the Dragon that they talk about in Revelation. Omicron Draconis, Draco the Dragon. Its tail starts in Sagittarius. Omicron variety was first announced in Sagittarius. What happens at the end of Sagittarius, December 21st, the day of death? You have to ask why they always crash the stock markets in Libra. Why was the only dog to die during 9-11 named Sirius? It's in the stars, people. It's what I teach about. It somehow got to Corey Good, And then he freaking um, reposted it. So I emailed him. And I was like, what do you think of, uh, what do you, you know, this was, you reposted my stuff, you know, can I show you some of my work? And he was like, yeah, what are you, what are you interested in? Um, I sent him a video and I was like, I would like to talk about this. You know, I, I appreciate it if you can watch it. Never got back to me. Hmm. So I don't know how I feel about him, but he did. It might, my, my shit reached out. One of my fans actually tagged me in his Facebook and I was like, why? And then I scrolled up and I was like, oh, it made it to him. So I just wanted to show that. Wow. That, oh my God. I know a lot of people that think like Corey Good and David Wilcock are shills. There's conflicting opinions. And I have to say within our community, uh, I'm actually proud to say that um, th we don't necessarily, we don't seem to throw them all into one bucket, so to speak. We'll say, you know, for example, okay, you know, Wilcock will say certain things and we'll try, we don't try and take them at face value. What we try and do is look at, everything in context right because maybe mm -hmm. they're saying one thing that ends up being true and then something else not so much so mm -hmm. again i've been guilty of that myself so i mean right. we approach it in that way so um but then when wilcock comes out and he talks about the uh, the, the architect in matrix four being him oh that i don't know about <laughs> that i'm i'm that's when i start to get a I think, I think i think he's flying too close to the sun that's what a lot of people have said lately. It's gotten to his, actually, it's funny you say that because people in our community uh, community have even said it's gotten to his head. So, um, but e anyways, thank you so much. If, did you want to say one more time where they and how everybody could find you? Sure. Twitter at real Mr. Dank, spell out Mr. Instagram and Facebook, Micah Dank. My email is into the rabbit hole series at gmail.com. If you want to order the books, reach out to me on social and I'll work it out with you guys. If you want to send me your own rambling thoughts like people do, then email it to me. Awesome. Thank you so very much. And we'll catch you next time, brother. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in.